Well, hey there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hopes. Well, Amy, I feel like it's it's been a little bit, but I'm happy that we're back together again, uh, about to share in some hope. Uh, I've definitely missed it, and I, I could certainly use some. <laughs> yes, and I am incredibly excited for the story of hope that you have to share with us today. Uh, so why don't we just jump right in headfirst into some incredible hope right now. What have you got for us? <laughs> I like it. Let's get right to it. Like you said, this story actually is pretty cool. It comes to us from Scotland, and I originally found this on the Good News Network. It is about a gentleman who has to commute four hours total to get to his job, uh, which incidentally is him working at a charity shop. So this is a place that uh, it's run by a, a local hospice company. So they, it's kind of like a Goodwill type store. Okay. You know, they, they take in goods and then obviously they sell them at a discounted price to people in need. Mm -hmm. And of course, they raise money to donate as well to, uh, to different things. So he commutes four hours and I don't know about you, but you know, I, I remember like my longest work commute was probably, uh, I, when I was working in Irvine, it'd be like a 30 minute drive. And honestly, like that was annoying, <laughs> especially California traffic. That's never fun, <laughs> but four hours to a job that, you know, is, is basically you're just helping, you know, the community, which that in itself is pretty admirable but what makes the story even more special is the gentleman who commutes those four hours his name is david by the way he actually is 100 years old oh wow just celebrated his 100th birthday and you know it's funny he had his birthday and literally the next day he went to work <laughs> mm. you know it's not just driving by the way he has to take two buses to get there and also a 20 minute walk uh, to get to his work. So he does that three times a week and he couldn't be more thrilled about it because uh, in his words, like the job is really rewarding. David himself was somebody who uh, survived prostate cancer and he was uh, helped by this hospice there in Scotland because of that, he wanted to get back. So he decided to work in their charity shop even though it's quite the drive, like he feels compelled to help people, not just to help, but he loves to just interact with people. He loves to meet new people. It's, it helps him probably stay young at heart, you know, just kind of communicating with different people. It's got to be really rewarding because, man, that is quite the trek. You know, here I am, you know, relatively young guy, I'm going to say, but man, that, the, that sounds pretty daunting. Two buses and a 20 minute walk three times a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's that's called dedication. You only you really? only would endure something like that if it was something you truly enjoyed. And I think that's what makes him so unique and this story so cool is that obviously this is something he is 
passionate about and willing to put in that extra time for that commute. Um, it's something that he really cares about. And it makes me feel like I don't get to complain <laughs> about about my, you know, 25-minute drive <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It, it's just a... Uh... Yeah, I just could help but smile uh, when I read this story because four-hour commute, and what's what I love about it is, you know, it, it's nothing to him. Like, he actually looks forward to it because it's his way to, you know, interact with the community and feel just that he's given back, you know, to the people who helped him with his hospice network. And he's just a very dedicated to, you know, kind of paying it forward, right? Like, the, the hospice network was able to help him in a time of need. And so now he wants to help others in their time of need. And I, I just think that's incredibly admirable, especially for a 100-year-old. Right. Like, to have the energy to even do that is just a blessing and amazing. Uh, and I can only hope, you know, <laughs> God willing, it, it, would I get up there and... <laughs> that I have that kind of energy because there's some days now that I feel like I don't have that energy. <laughs> I so, hear you. Uh, to see that is, is just amazing, you know. And and outside of working at the uh, charity shop, David also builds model trains uh, in, as a hobby as well. Mm-hmm. And he sells those and donates all of that money also to the hospice oh, network. Wow. So it's it's kind of a second way, you know, he a hobby that he enjoys. He's also able to use that to give back to uh, his community as well, which, uh, yeah, it's just awesome. I mean, the, the, clearly David is just somebody who wants to give back. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just finding multiple ways to do it. And God God bless him, man. Like, it's just so uh, inspiring, uh, especially uh, to reach that age, you know, right. 100, and to still just be completely devoted to helping people. You know, that, that's that's special. Most definitely. He is an incredible reminder that uh, age is just a number. It really is. Doesn't mean there's any sort of uh, limitation to what we're capable of doing. So that that definitely inspires me to want to be able to keep actively helping others and doing whatever I can for as long as I can. Like that's I hope I, I have the uh, the stamina and uh, passion for something to be willing to endure that long of a commute <laughs> at that age, for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's certainly uh, something to aspire to. And yeah, it's, a, it's very, very motivating for sure. And, you know, clearly like he's touched a chord too with like the people in this thrift store and like that community because... When he did go in after his birthday, they had this like great, cool birthday cake for him. It was like covered in raspberries. <laughs> and I love his answer too when he was interviewed. You know, he was talking about the birthday cake and then he was like, there's going to be more birthday cakes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> which I, I love that kind of just yes. optimism, you know, I'm sure, you know, his mindset is a lot of the reason that he's sitting here, a spry 100 year old, right. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, he's, he seems very uh, fun and, uh, yeah, just kind of young at heart. And clearly he has a giving heart. So, yeah, it's clearly doing him well. And clearly his community is just benefiting so much from it. So it's great to see. That's amazing. Well, thank you, David and Scotland, for your inspiration. 
that's that's a great story. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the shot to the old ticker that I needed, man. That was a that was a good story, Pope. And yeah, although I do have to say, I'm pretty confident that a four hour commute in Scotland is going to be way cooler than a four hour commute in LA traffic. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, you're probably not wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's no fun sitting on the freeway. <laughs> I'm sure, bumper I'm to sure bumper they have traffic. much, much prettier views in Scotland. <laughs> that's my guess anyway. Yeah, you're, that's probably a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get out of here, I thought it'd be fun. You know, we, we were talking a bit about David's four-hour commute. And this being kind of the summer season, you know, it's all about road trips and things. Uh, I was wondering, do you have a memorable uh, kind of long car ride you've taken in your life, uh, a good road trip? Well, there there are two that come to mind. One of the, the first big ones that I can think of, we drove from Long Beach, California to Estes Park, Colorado. Okay, it's a good drive. Yeah, this was, I think I was in high school, was with my church group um, in high school, and we were going to the YMCA camp in the Rockies. It was, I think we took three days to get there. I want to say we drove from Long Beach to somewhere in Utah the first night, and then from Utah to somewhere in Colorado the second night and stayed there and then drove the third day um, and made our way to to the camp. Quite a drive. Saw lots of different cool things. I think the most memorable part of it, though, was uh, we took a bus. Like one of those, you know, big charter bus things. Okay, yeah. We had the same bus driver for several years that we did this trip. One of the times coming home, I remember we were somewhere in Utah, and um, he pulled over on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere so that we could all get out. And He turned off all the lights on the bus so we could get out and look up and see the stars and uh, see the Milky Way and see that's so just cool. that infinite abyss of stars, you know, at, at night in the middle of the desert in Utah. And it was uh, absolutely incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and then uh, on another one of the, the times that he drove us back, he paid out of his own pocket the uh, extra money, which was some some astronomical amount of money as far as like, it was, he didn't have to do this, <laughs> but he paid the fee for us to come home through Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, so it was like whatever the bus rate was, which was, you know, cause it's, um, protected, you know, protected national park or whatever. Sure. The yeah. bus is such a large, heavy vehicle for those roads. Um, it was, it was pretty expensive and he paid for it himself so that we would get to come home on that drive home through Rocky Mountain National Park and get to see, wow, that's um, cool. like this was in like the end of July, you know, we get up to the, the highest part. He, and there's snow. <laughs> he stopped the bus so we could get out and play in the snow in July. Nice. And um, one of the most uh, beautiful views that I can think of was we were coming around this bend, and you could look down into the valley, and the sun was shining. You could see the shadow of the sun hitting the mountaintops, and 
But then there was this part of the valley that was in the sun and looking down and seeing this huge herd of elk running. It was like the most majestic thing I've ever seen. It was like if if the savanna scene from The Lion King was transported. I was just going to say, I'm getting Lion King vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, total, cool. <laughs> total Lion King vibes. Even like the the golden glow of the sun. Like, it was just beautiful. So that's definitely one of, of my first memorable road trip experiences, complete with, you know, having to stop to use the bathroom because everyone was, you know, you didn't want to be the person to use the bathroom on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um to all the you know the, the, exactly um the snack foods and and things like that and weird little games that you play to keep yourself occupied on the road and that kind of thing and then another one that was kind of fun that was more recent we drove up to Oregon my sister and I um my okay. cousin and his wife had come down to southern california um this was in 20 was it 2019 i can't remember what year it was anyways couple years ago we've all lost track of years at this point (laughs) time is such a blur right now let me tell you but my cousin and his wife had come down here to southern california for a little getaway and um and then we caravanned up to oregon and followed them up to oregon to spend some time up there And, and it was just a fun fun sister road trip we had like the best playlist and blasted hamilton (laughs) the hamilton soundtrack and um yeah, we, we actually, we made that trip, I think, in about 18 hours from wow. Southern California. That's, to that's a pretty good time, places. actually. Yeah. We just, you know, stopped for very quick food breaks and gas breaks and things like that. But I was impressed. And my sister is, uh, she is a champion, man, because she, she drove most of it. I'm not super comfortable with like mountainy roads and... Mm. Right. And I have this bizarre phobia with uh, bridges. <laughs> um, bridges, yeah, it's, I think it's my height. I fear, fear of heights. But once we hit Shasta, I was like, nope, nope. We went over a bridge <laughs> and I freaked out. Um, and the roads got kind of windier and we pulled over yeah, at the ne- yeah. next rest stop. And I felt horrible because she had driven the bulk of the the trip that far already we hadn't switched for that long i was like i feel so bad i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah she was she was a beast uh, total beast driving that trip so kudos to my sister but yeah those are probably two of the the longest that i can think of i mean i haven't driven myself i mean personally i haven't driven very far yeah um, but I do have, I do have road trip dreams in my head, but I, like I said, not being a mountainy driver, it's kind of hard because I get a little anxious about where is this road going to take me? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if yeah, I feel comfortable yeah, with that. Yeah. Sometimes flying just seems like the better bet, but... <laughs> In California base, yeah, it's kind of hard to avoid mountains when you're driving. Yeah. Because no matter where you go out of the state, you're, you're going to run true. into some mountains. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, for sure. So, how about you? You have some great road trip stories, I'm sure. Yeah, I have a. Well, when I was a kid, I, I like we took, a, in my opinion, like the ultimate like family road trip. So, we decided for summer that year, this was probably, I believe it was like 92, if I remember right. We decided to 
go from California to Washington, D.C. drive. Oh, right? wow. And, you know, I was excited because it's the first time going to D.C. So I was excited to see all the touristy stuff there. But what made it even more, so we decided to take like two full weeks, right? Give ourselves plenty of time. And then my dad also decided because, you know, he was at the time, well, and he still is like a huge theme park fan. So he decided, hey, why don't we hit up all the theme parks from here to Washington, D.C.? Like every one that we come across. So we basically planned it out to where like every, almost every day, but probably realistically, like every other day we were at a theme park. Mm. So, you know, my young mind was just blown away <laughs> at these different theme parks. You know, uh, it was uh, my first time, you know, some of the theme parks out in Ohio, uh, you know, like the Cedar Point and, um, and places like that. Like some of these were like really classic, like wooden roller coasters. I, oh, I just felt yeah. like... I, I don't know, like, you know, you saw them like in like the Brady Bunch and things like that, like just these famous coasters. And it was just so exciting to be on these. And I was such like a thrill seeker as a kid anyway. So getting a chance to go on all these roller coasters was just, just the icing on just this wonderful trip. And so it, it's one that I think back on fondly and, you know, like you, actually, I have a, a cool story with that trip as well. When we went through the Colorado Rockies. Mm. It also was snowing. This was like towards the middle of July. Actually, it was July 4th. <laughs> we oh, were in wow. the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. And literally, as we were there, it started snowing. And so we got out of the car and we were just like playing in like the fresh powder snow. And this <laughs> was my very first experience with snow ever. So it was like completely magical. You know, we were just out there in the fresh powder as it was coming down. And yeah, I was just like, dude, this is like something out of a TV show. Like living in California, like you don't experience this. Well, at least in Southern California, like you right. don't experience right. like fresh powdered snow. It's not and uh, yeah. yeah, it was just so magical. And to have it be on the 4th of July too, it just added hmm. something to it. You know, it just felt like really cool. And then finally getting to Washington, D.C. and doing all of the touristy things there you know, walking away with like just a sense of awe of like, you know, going to like the Lincoln Memorial and all these places, you know, where people of, you know, historical significance like stood and, yeah. and had, uh, you know, uh, things happen and, you know, just being in those areas, like it was, it was pretty exciting. That was just a road trip that I often think about because uh, to me, it's like the most epic road trip you could possibly, <laughs> I get to go to DC, I get to go to all these theme parks snow in the Rockies, right. you know, I mean, really like what more was there for a young kid to enjoy, you know? And, mm. and, and this was a time like we have, we caught it all on video. You know, my dad was very adamant about the handheld handy cam <laughs> camcorders back then. <laughs> the old school camcorder. Yep. Nice. And this was where, uh, he finally figured out how to add like the titles onto the, <laughs> and so he titled the whole trip. It was Rindon's across America. And so, <laughs> Every time he would turn it on, he was always, Rindon's across America. <laughs> and, you know. Please tell me that those have been converted to digital. <laughs> yes, they are preserved. That's awesome. uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, I love to like, you know, look back on them from time to time. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just great memories. And like I said, I don't know that I'll ever have a more, I've, I've had some fun road trips, but I don't know that they'll ever top that one. Because like so much happened and 
if I uh, ever have a family my own one day and we take a road trip, I will, I'm pretty sure I'll try to recreate that road trip because <laughs> it, it was just so fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Across, across the whole country. I mean, traveling that far alone is sure to be filled with all kinds of memories, but then to add in that extra layer of, you know, the theme parks and right. the snow. Yeah. That sounds pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. It was my first time going to Dollywood, by the way, too. That place oh. is awesome. Amazing. Everything that people say about it is is true. Like, it's so cool. And I'm sure it's only gotten better. I mean, obviously, I haven't been there in years, but uh, it was very cool. And then uh, <laughs> we went to this uh, amusement park in Missouri. It was called Worlds of Fun. And honestly, I thought I was going to die there because there was a <laughs> there was this one roller coaster where it didn't have any loops or anything, but it went pretty fast. And we had some drops no safety harness at all no seatbelt. like literally you just plop in i'm like this can't be safe (laughs) like what's going on here uh so that that was a one and done for me i'm a thrill seeker but i'm not that much you you have your limits i do have my limits and and that was yeah i found it that day oh gosh safety first (laughs) safety first safety first all right well i think that about does it for this episode if you enjoyed your time with us The best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And we would love to connect with you in between episodes on our Instagram page. You can find us at AWO Hopes. Don't forget to tag us in any stories of hope that you come across. If you want to share your own experiences with hope and positivity, we would love that as well. And with that... Don't forget to spread a little bit of hope in your corner of the world. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Take care. We'll talk with you soon. Bye. So we could get the show under the road, uh, on the road, under the road. Why did I say under? The, let's under get the, the show road. under the road. <laughs> I'm just doing a bit of foreshadowing. We're going to get buried here. Under the road is not a good place to be. No. On top of the road? (laughs) Down the road? Not under the road, yeah. On the road. Yeah. Although technology does seem to want to bury us here, so we'll see.